be honest with you, if you take all the money out, even if I made less money as a travel nurse, the core of why I love travel nursing is because it's given me the autonomy to choose where I want to work so I can pick a work environment that meets my standards. And if it doesn't, I don't have to stay there. And it has given me the freedom to take the time off when I want to. You're listening to Nurses on Fire, the podcast for nurses by nurses aspiring to financial independence. I'm your host, Nasima McElroy of Financially Intentional. Let's spark some flames, y'all. Have you started on your journey towards financial independence or want to do better with your money and don't know where to start? Well, this training is for you. I encourage you to head over to financiallyintentional.com slash live to sign up for our next free masterclass where I'll teach you the techniques I've used and taught my clients to master money and build wealth. During this free training, you'll learn the most powerful weapon you have at your disposal to launch into financial freedom, the budgeting method that will free up thousands of dollars a month to achieve your financial goals the common mistakes to avoid while paying off debt, and how to rapidly slay debt. You don't want to miss this. So head over to financiallyintentional.com slash live or click the button in the show notes to register for our next free masterclass. Hi, welcome to episode 51 of the Nurses of Fire podcast. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. If this is your first time listening, welcome and cheers to igniting your fire. I'd be eternally grateful if you took a moment to subscribe, leave a review and share with other nurses that you know could benefit. Make sure to head over to nursesonfirepodcast.com slash win to find out how to be entered to win an Amazon gift card for leaving a review. Also, make sure to head over to nursesonfirepodcast.com slash YouTube to follow us on YouTube. Now this episode is for all my nurses out there interested in taking travel assignments. I urge you to listen to the invaluable nuggets my next guest and former co-worker drops. Sarah Gaines, MSN, RNCOB, also known as the six-figure travel nurse, is a labor and delivery nurse, nurse mentor, educator, and entrepreneur passionate about travel nursing with 20 contracts and counting she's created the six figure travel nurse course to educate and empower nurses to maximize their income so that they can work less and travel more for insider tips expert advice group support and even one-on-one mentoring follow sarah on her instagram at sarah underscore gains and learn more about her online course for travel nurses at www.saragains.com episode 51 of the nurses on fire podcast this nurse is a six-figure travel nurse All right, Nurses on Fire, I am super honored to have a former co-worker and just all-out awesome person, Sarah Gaines, joining us on the Nurses on Fire podcast. Hey, Sarah. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad we were able to connect. And thank you for inviting me to your platform. 
Of course. And Sarah is just a phenomenal nurse. I knew it from the moment that I saw her. And when I worked with her, it was a great experience. So when I saw her online, I was like, hey, that's Sarah. That's my friend. I know her. (laughs) And so she's super popping out here in the travel nurse space. So if you don't know about Sarah Gaines, I don't know where you've been hiding. But Sarah, let's talk about what your background is so we can get to know you a little bit better. So I am from Dallas, Texas. I am a labor and delivery nurse. I've been working in L&D for over eight years now. I've been a travel nurse for five of those years. I don't have that magical moment that everyone talks about when they just decided to become a nurse. Like Nothing magical. It was just something that I always knew I wanted to do. Like since I was a kid. That's just what my parents always said. Like Sarah's just going to be a nurse. It's just always what she wanted to do. Labor and delivery in particular, before nursing school, I thought that it was the grossest thing ever. And (laughs) I remember everyone asking me, you know, when you become a nurse, what specialty are you going to be? And I would always say anything but L&D. I thought it was so gross. But then when I actually went through nursing school, I fell in love with labor and delivery. I just felt like it was amazing to seeing women in like their most vulnerable moment, but at the same time, their strongest moment and just getting them from point A to point B. And at the end of your day and ending with life, like I just thought that was the most beautiful thing ever. Like I was crying, you know, I'm sure you've had it so many times where you have like the nursing students and they're either completely grossed out in labor and delivery or they're completely in awe. And that's how I was. I was just like, oh my God, I love labor and delivery. I don't want to do anything else ever. Like I knew from then on, that's what I wanted to do. So that's how it started. I love that. I too never thought I would be a labor and delivery nurse. I actually avoided labor and delivery when I was in nursing school. I never went to any labor. So I was like, I don't even know why I would want to see that. Like I hid out in the well baby nursery the whole time. And I was just like not interested. And then when I started in my first nursing job, I was in postpartum because I was doing a family nurse practitioner program. And I was like, oh, I just want to get the family kind of experience. So I'll do postpartum. And then, of course, postpartum is next to labor and delivery. I was like, I want to do what they do. They look like they're having a lot of fun over there. And then... So I trained for labor and delivery and that was like the hardest thing ever. But then I just remember how rewarding it was because yes, it is a miracle every time. It never gets old to see life being brought into the world and knowing that you had an impact on that is like nothing else. So yay, love other labor and delivery nurses. Yeah, girl, I share. I was like labor and delivery. So, so you started being a travel nurse about three years into your nursing career. Why did you start to travel? Like I said, I jumped into labor and delivery because I was super passionate about it and I knew that's what I wanted to do. So I was really excited when I got my initial job in OB, but surprisingly three years into my nursing career, I was done. I was just completely burnt out. I was overworked. I was underpaid. I was undervalued. I mean, when I tell you everything was going on from a hostile work environment that included nurse bullying to mandatory overtime, it it was crazy. But even 
with all of that, even leaving work crying every day and just being completely burnt out, I felt like at the time like I was stuck. I didn't really know a way out and I was comfortable. I had heard of travel nursing before, but at the time I felt like that's way too risky. I don't know what these other crazy nurses are doing, but I can't do that. Like it just was more of a dream to me. And the person who brought it up to me was actually my dad. He had told me about travel nursing. He was a world traveler. He was an entrepreneur. And I thought he was crazy. Like (laughs) when my dad was alive, I just thought he was like this crazy entrepreneur that traveled the world all the time. I was just like, you know, whatever, dad. The straw that broke the camel's back and what ultimately led me into travel nursing was he was diagnosed with cancer and I was his hospice nurse. And I took care of him until the day that he passed away. And the day that he passed away, I got a text from my manager and she was like, okay, he passed away. So you have one week of grievance. I expect you at work. And so he passed away on a Sunday and the next Sunday was his funeral, which was actually Father's Day. And that next Monday, so the day after his funeral, I had to go to work. Honestly, at the time, I I had asked her for more time off and they swiftly declined it because of staffing. And I honestly felt like, okay, I'm strong enough. I'll be okay. But I left his funeral and drove back up to where I was working and got to work. First thing in the morning, my patient delivers and she calls her dad into the room to welcome her first child. And he's like, hey, baby girl, congratulations. And I just lose it. Like, I am just crying on the floor. I mean, before I knew it, I was literally in the fetal position, just bawling my eyes out. All my coworkers are surrounding me. They're hugging me. They're Sarah, it's going to be okay. All I could think was like, my dad is not going to see me have my first child. He's not going to see me get married. Like, I just lost it. And I feel a hand on my shoulder and it's my manager and she looks me in the eyes and she says, Sarah, you're making a scene. I need you to pull it together. There's another patient in triage. So clean her up and let's go. Yeah. So at that moment, I definitely knew that I was done and I was ready to quit. However, at the same time, you know, everyone always says, oh my gosh, you should have cussed her out, left, walked out, you know, whatever. But like most nurses, financially, I couldn't do that, especially after my, you know, my dad being head of the household recently passing away. I was helping, you know, my family financially. I couldn't do it. So I was stuck. So what did I do? I sucked it up and I went in there and cleaned her up and got the next patient. Later on, I was eating lunch and I was just crying about the whole situation because I knew that I needed to get away from that job. I just did not know what to do. And this random recruiter called me and was like, hey, do you want to be a travel nurse? And I was like, no, I can't be a travel nurse right now. I'm at this job that I hate. My dad just passed away. I just like started crying again. And the recruiter was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute you're, you know, you know, you can pick up an assignment, you know, back in Dallas. And I was like, what do you mean? I thought I had to leave the state. And she was like, no, Dallas is over 400 miles from where you live. Like you can still be a travel nurse in Dallas. I'm like, wait, really? She's like, yeah. 
So she found an assignment. It was closer to where my mother stayed. It was only 10 minutes away. I was going to make twice as much money. So I was like, wow, that sounds like a scam. I didn't take it. (laughs) I was like, it sounds too good to be true. Like, I don't know what this is, you know, whatever. So I, I hang up on the recruiter. I'm like, whatever. But then before my lunch break is over, I'm scrolling through old emails, erasing emails. And I found an email from my dad that he sent to me right before he passed away. And it was for the exact same job that that recruiter had told me about. So I was like, oh my God. So I just pick up the phone. I call the recruiter back. I'm like, I'll, I want the job. I'll take it. She's like, what? You changed your mind. I'm like, I don't care. Submit me. What do I have to do? I like sent the resume. I filled in my profile, did everything before my lunch break was over. And within a couple hours, they actually called me for an interview. And I ran in the supply room, talked on the phone, did my interview, accepted the job. By the end of my shift, I had my contract signed and I put in my two weeks to that same manager that told me I was making a scene. That is how I jumped into travel nursing. Like I literally, I always say, you know what? I really didn't jump into travel nursing. My dad shoved me. He was like, that was his sign. He's like, go do it, baby girl. And it's just, it's been amazing ever since. Because ever since then, I've more than doubled my income, which is amazing. And I feel like a lot of people jump into travel nursing because yes, it definitely is lucrative. But to be honest with you, if you take all the money out, even if I made less money as a travel nurse, the core of why I love travel nursing is because it's given me the autonomy to choose where I want to work so I can pick a work environment that meets my standards. And if it doesn't, I don't have to stay there. And it has given me the freedom to take the time off when I want to and however long I want to. So I've been able to travel the world. I've lived in other countries. And of course, I was able to finally take that time off to grieve my father that I just wanted so bad. That was the first thing that I did. And it's allowed me to you know, as we'll talk about, really maximize my income, invest in myself and invest in my business. Like it's just really been a stepping stone that elevated my life to what it is now. So I'm just so grateful for travel nursing, which is why I'm obsessed with telling everybody and their mama about it. <laughs> oh, girl, that story. I was like, first of all, I was in tears. Then I was about to fight somebody for you. And then I was just in awe of the serendipity of the situation. But, you know, how heartbreaking is it to lose someone? But then how heartbreaking is it to know that at the end of the day, nobody gives AF and really just wants you to be there. And I feel like this is another one of those eye-opening moments that we're having, you know, with the coronavirus and how, you know, nurses, the most trusted profession, the people that depend on, either we're being like treated like we're disposable because our units are being shut down or we're being thrown in these situations where our protecting our lives is kind of second nature. And if this doesn't open up your eyes to the fact that yes, nursing is a beautiful and wonderful profession. And it's something that I recommend for a lot of people to go into. But at the end of the day, you have to take care of yourself personally and financially so that you can do the things that you get to do, like nursing, 
not because you have to do it. And a lot of people are in the financial situation where they cannot speak up for themselves. They cannot leave a toxic work environment. They just stick it out. And that's probably 90% of nurses. So for the simple fact that you were able to, and like, yes, your dad was totally an angel and pushing you in the direction to move towards financial independence. And you didn't even identify it at that moment, but that's exactly what it did is push you on a path of financial independence so that you can make the choices for you and that are going to serve you because when you're your best self, you're able to serve your patients the best. And that's all that it's all about. That's all for we're here to serve. And I love what you said about what you get to do now. You get to travel. You get to take time off when you need it. You get to determine what kind of work environment is going to suit you. And if it doesn't, you can leave. And Financial freedom is not about getting to this certain number or having a million dollars in the bank. Financial freedom is about getting to live the life that you chose. And so to me, you're financially independent and, you know, that's what matters. And so everything that you shared about your story is the epitome of why I have this platform because, you know, I really feel like we need to empower people to get on that level because again, bringing back to service, now you get to serve. You don't have to, you're not forced to go into work. You're not forced to do the things and that makes you an extraordinary nurse. So you're awesome. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> so <laughs> let's talk about what you've learned in being a travel nurse. So I know that with your first assignment, though, even though you were making a lot of money, you had to learn a little lesson there. Talk to us about that assignment. <laughs> <laughs> a little lesson that cost me a lot of money. Um <laughs> I have no regrets about jumping into travel nursing. However, there's a lot of things that I would have done differently. And that's ultimately, you know, why I created my platform and I'm all about empowering and educating nurses who want to jump into travel nursing because it definitely can be life-changing for any nurse who wants to do it. However, it's all about doing it the right way or you can make a ton of mistakes that'll cost you money and frustration. So when I arrived to my first assignment, I was like, yes, I'm making hella money. I'm finally working day shift. Oh my God, I'm so amazing. And I was good for about six months. And then six months into it, I realized like, wait a minute, <laughs> these nurses I'm working with are making $500 more a week than me to do the exact same job. Like, <laughs> like that's what's crazy about it. To be working next to a nurse who's doing the exact same job as you and she's making $500 more a week. And I don't even know how much that costs. $500 a week times six months. I'll let y'all do the math, but it's too much money. Like <laughs> it's too much money loss. So that was the first mistake that I realized like, wow, I had no idea that. I mean, the first mistake I did was I didn't negotiate. I didn't know negotiating was a thing. And honestly, even if I did know it was a thing, I still at that time, I wouldn't have known like how to do it the in the most effective way anyway. So I don't know if my results would have been any better, but I made a lot of mistakes my first couple years as a travel nurse from 
trying to negotiate and it completely falling apart and losing the assignment altogether to, you know, housing issues that left me completely homeless the day before starting my assignment. I mean, literally anything and everything, you name it, it's happened to me. So my first couple of years of travel nursing were definitely a little rough, but <laughs> the bright side of that is that's why I created the travel nurse course to empower and educate nurses who want to jump into the travel nursing industry, but they obviously don't want to make mistakes that are going to cause them time, money, or frustration. Yes. And it's best to learn from somebody who has made those mistakes. So you don't have to make them yourself. I'm known as a debt slayer because of the $200,000 in student loans I slayed in two and a half years. I hated those loans and dealing with the loan servicers. I was head down and focused and wanted to get rid of the debt as soon as possible. Knocking out these loans and seeing a zero loan balance was one of the most liberating feelings I have ever felt. But recently I learned that by not optimizing my student loan payoff strategy, I lost money. I'm talking about big money, y'all. I could have saved $80,000 if I had a customized student loan plan by the team at Student Loan Planner. Please don't make the same mistake as me. If you have student loan debt, especially in the six figures, head over to studentloanplanner.com slash financially intentional to get your customized student loan plan today. Do you know how your retirement funds are invested? Do you know how much you're paying in fees? Chances are you're on the same boat as some of my coworkers. Some of them set up their retirement when they first got hired and never looked at it again. Some have let a computer select their investments and don't even know what they're invested in. Worst of all, some people have their retirement funds sitting in a savings account and they're not even invested in the market because they're afraid to lose money. That's hella scary, y'all. What's even scarier is that some of you listening don't even have a clue what I'm talking about. And guess what? This is super common. This has to change today. Let Bloom do the work for you. Head over to financiallyintentional.com slash Bloom and get your free retirement account analysis. They'll check and see if your retirement account is optimized for you and they'll let you know if you're paying too much in fees. That's Bloom with three O's. Bloom can also manage your retirement account on an ongoing basis so you can take the stress out of retirement planning. If you choose to work with Bloom, their fees are incredibly low, less than your Netflix subscription. You have enough to worry about. Let Bloom handle your retirement account. The hardest thing you'll have to do when it comes to your retirement is remember that Bloom is spelled with three O's. Head over to financiallyintentional.com slash bloom. Remember, spelled with three O's and get your retirement account squared away today. Let's talk about these contracts that you see out here. Like right now during this Corona crisis, you know, we see contracts for $10,000 a week or more, like in places in New York and the surrounding areas. Let's break down how you would look at contracts like this and how somebody else can effectively look at a contract. 
So the first thing that I would suggest is when you're looking at all of these rates, especially when it comes to crisis rates, you want to make sure that you are not blinded by the number. In travel nursing, when it comes to really maximizing your income, it is not about chasing, it's not always about chasing the highest paying contract. It's not about how much you're making, it comes down to how much you're saving. And that's, you know, after taxes are taken out and plenty of other factors that are going to affect your pay, like when it comes to cost of living and other things like travel reimbursement, et cetera, et cetera. So for me, when I looked at the crisis rates, specifically the ones that were in New York, they were up to $10,000 a week. There's a couple of things that I considered. The first thing that I definitely considered was no matter what the money isn't worth going up there and dealing with COVID-19 without the proper equipment to protect myself. Like, is it worth my life? Because it's something you definitely have to consider when you're looking at those specific crisis rates. And there's certain questions that you should definitely be asking specifically when it comes to COVID. Like, if I am, you know, infected and I'm quarantined for 14 days, am I going to be paid? during those 14 days, you know, and if not, you know, how much is going to be the cost of living for the hotel that I'll be staying in for those 14 days. Also, you need to be smart about the company that you're choosing. Is it a company that just popped up yesterday? If so, that's not the smartest company to go with, I would say. I would definitely want to go with a company that's more established in the industry. You want to ask about like, what type of insurance do you have? Is it day one insurance or does it start after 60 days? Because if you're working in a COVID unit without the proper PPE, you definitely want day one insurance. So those are the couple first couple questions that I would ask just in general, looking at COVID-19 crisis rate. But when it comes to the breakdown and the offer, there's several things that you want to consider. The first thing you want to consider is the location. So travel nurse pay is going to be is going to fluctuate and it's going to vary depending on location, your specialty and your demand. So, for example, the pay in Texas is going to be different than the pay in California or New York because the cost of living is higher. Also, when it comes to specialty and demand, obviously ICU nurses are going to be getting paid higher than, say, an L&D nurse because there's just the higher demand for them right now due to COVID-19. So when it comes to New York specifically, I think it's so important to consider the cost of living consider, you know, how much is it going to cost to stay, you know, at the hotel you may be staying at. Not specifically New York, but you definitely want to consider like shipping your car or not shipping your car for New York. I wouldn't do it. Another thing to consider is taxes. It's going to vary depending on the location you're at. There could be a state tax, a state tax, there could be a city tax, and there can be a let's see, state county and city tax. So all those taxes can definitely add up and it's something you need to consider. And then you also have to consider your own tax bracket. Like for me, I'm single. I have no kids. I have no home, whatever it may be. All of those things are going to be different versus someone who is married and with a home and with kids. So you want to consider all of those things. And at the end of the day, you want to crunch the numbers and see how much you're actually taking home. So for me, when I crunched the numbers, I was not blinded by the $10,000 rate because when I crunched it, it looked like it would be about 6,500 take home after all the taxes and costs of living, et cetera, et cetera. And 
keep in mind that's after working. When you look at the offer, it was working seven days in a row. Me as a travel nurse, I just know I have the option to work in other locations. And another location that I was considering at the time was California. And so, you know, if I have another contract in California and let's say it was $4,000 a week, but it was only three days a week for $4,000, that's actually much, much, much more lucrative than working seven days a week in New York to only take home 6,500. So it's really important that you make sure you're always crunching the numbers, seeing what your net income after taxes is, and you're comparing apples to apples. So me in particular, I would go to California. It's much more lucrative in a lot of ways, especially like when it comes to after eight hours, getting time and a half, after 12 hours, getting double time. So California, for me in particular, is more lucrative. Now for other people, New York may be more lucrative. You may have a friend that you can stay with and your cost of living is super low or other connections there. Your tax bracket may be different. Whatever it may be, you just want to make sure you're crunching the numbers and you're making an educated decision so you're not completely shook when you get there, because unfortunately that has happened to some people. They go there, they think they're thinking, yes, I'm making $10,000 a week. But then after all the taxes are taken out, after they pay for the hotel, after they pay for, you know, their mortgage and all that stuff back home, they're like, wait a minute, I'm only actually saving like $3,000 a week. Like, is that, uh, you have to weigh your options and see what's the best for you. Right. That's a great breakdown. Super thorough. But what it really highlights is that you have to do what's best for you. And that's why you should definitely invest in a course like Sarah's because the information is there and you don't have to make those same mistakes and you can know how to properly analyze the situation for you because there are so many different variables. And at the end of the day, we are shaping our lives for what we want, for the things that are going to work for us. And so I think that that's great that you have the course available for people because, you know, there are just things people just aren't going to know. You don't know what you don't know. It's definitely an investment in yourself. And that's what is super important when it comes to any kind of growth and development. And I know you're not shy <laughs> about investing in yourself. What are some ways that you've invested in yourself to make sure that you continuously grow as a nurse or just in life in general? Oh, yeah. I have definitely, definitely invested in myself because. I mean, I've invested in courses that have been focused on building my business, but I think the most important investments that I've made, I've invested in other like mentors and business coaches, because like you said, you don't know what you don't know. And it's so much easier to learn from someone who's been in your shoes and can get you to where you aspire to be. They can show you the blueprint. They can tell you about the mistakes that they made. And it ultimately is going to save you so much for me in my situation. It saved me so much more money than what I invested. You know what I mean? So it was definitely a really great like return on investment. And also I really invested in a financial advisor and a CPA who really focuses on budgeting and maximizing your income simply because when my dad passed away, I saw the way that it affected my entire family financially and that scared me. I didn't even understand like the importance of 
you know, things like a 401k or what I was just kind of like, oh, you know, whatever, 401k, that's cool. But then when I became a travel nurse, I kind of blew it off and it was something that landed on the back burner. And the financial situation that my family was in really scared me. And so I, yeah, I did. I invested in a financial advisor and a CPA to help me learn how to really maximize my income because financial literacy is the key to financial freedom. Yep. Yep. That's awesome. Yep. And that's what we do here too. <laughs> because we don't want to be in those situations where money is a difference between us choosing ourselves and to work in a job that can that is going to bring us harm financially, cause us to lose our license just because you know, we're scared of leaving there because of money. So nobody should ever be in that situation. All right, let's dive into your course, what you cover, who's your perfect client, like who needs this course. Um, let's talk about it because I know that I know people, especially when they see how much I make in California, they're always like, we want to come to California. Should I be a travel nurse? And I was like, I'm not a travel nurse. I've never traveled. I don't have any expertise in that. But that's why we have Sarah. So go ahead and talk about your course. What is it called? <laughs> so it's called the Six Figure Travel Nurse Course. And it pretty much is every single thing that you need. <laughs> Every single thing that you need to know, all the rookie mistakes that you should avoid in one convenient place. And on top of that, you get access to me as your mentor. So I can really help guide you every single step of the way. And what's so important about that is that, yes, I'm here to answer the questions you have. But more importantly, I'm going to answer the questions you haven't even thought of yet. <laughs> And that is the biggest difference between, you know, what you'll attack the elephant in the room, because a lot of people say, you know, I can get free information on Google, YouTube, Facebook, whatever. Why would I pay for your course? Mm -hmm. And for me, what I tell people is like, Google will tell you, number one, there's a lot of information on Google and it's just that it's information. Some of it is irrelevant. A lot of it is biased because a lot of the popular travel nursing websites are actually sponsored by particular companies. So a lot of people don't realize that. So it can be biased, it can be misleading, or it can just be completely false, which means you start running into rookie mistakes that plenty of travel nurses have made. So the difference between Google and what you'll learn in my course is number one, you're going to get accurate, relevant information and you get rid of all of the irrelevant information. Everyone's been down that Google rabbit hole where you're just like looking up a million different things and you started off even more confused than how you ended. So it's just not a good route to go. But inside the travel nurse course, we get rid of their relevant information and it's designed to give you the biggest amount of value in the shortest amount of time. And all of the lessons are taught by me. So you not only learn what to do, what steps you need to take, but you learn the most effective ways to do it. So that's another big, big difference between Google. Like you can Google right now how to negotiate as a travel nurse. And I can promise you, you're not going to find what's in my course. <laughs> and because at the end of the day, I'm an expert in the industry who has the knowledge and the insight 
to show you the best and most effective way to negotiate so that you actually get what you want. And you also get access to a private and supportive community of all the other nurses who are enrolled. So you're able to take the leap together and it's not a scary, overwhelming or stressful thing. And I mean, I go over everything from what to know before you even start travel nursing from like a resume template and what everything that should be in your resume to how to find the right company. You know, there's a difference between going on Google and looking up, okay, travel nurse company, there's going to be hundreds of companies and thousands of recruiters. But the difference is knowing what companies you should work for, why you should work with these companies, and which are the best companies to choose. And that's going to be different from person to person. So I really focus on what your priorities are. So you can choose the best company, the best assignment, the best recruiter for you in your specific situation. So yeah, that's just a, I guess I touched on everything. <laughs> no, that's pretty comprehensive. And the most important thing is, is taught by you, who is actually a labor and delivery nurse. It's not a staffing company. It's unbiased. You've worked in so many different areas. You have so much experience and you've made the mistakes. And because you've made the mistakes, other people don't. And then this whole Google thing. Yes, I'm a... <laughs> I agree with you 100%. And the thing I like to say is, listen, if Google could answer all your questions, then you would be exactly where you needed to be. You wouldn't have no more questions to ask, right? But obviously, Google ain't solved your issues. So you can't Google your way out of it, boo. <laughs> you need help. You need that support. And the most important thing is that they get access to you, but also access to a supportive community because we are the average of the people that we surround ourselves with. And so surround yourselves with people who are doing the things that you want to do, are doing the things that you aspire to do. And then you can only be greater. You can only be the average of that. And if you aspire to greatness, you can only achieve greatness. And so that's why being in a space like Sarah's group is going to be super beneficial if you want to travel, if you're even interested, like have just any kind of interest in traveling. You should go into it with all the information, all the support behind you, because you'll get to talking to these recruiters and they'll start throwing out numbers and then you're just like, oh my God, that sounds so good. But you're not really understanding the math behind it. And ultimately, you can't figure out if it works for you. They can't tell you if it's going to be personally beneficial. Only you can figure that out, but you can figure that out with the tools and resources that Sarah has in her group. So I will drop a link in the show notes to travel nurse course. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The six figure travel nurse course. <laughs> so that, you know, you can access this because I think it's an awesome resource and I'll probably check it out too. Cause I'm my travel myself. <laughs> anyway Sarah thank you so much it has been an absolute pleasure thank you for sharing your story super impactful and most importantly thank you for doing what you do because a lot of us we can go out there and get these lessons and just keep it to ourselves but I was always taught each one teach one and if I was thriving and I was excelling in something to help the next person and bring the next person up with me. And so when I see other people doing it, 
I am just super happy in knowing that, you know, we're helping each other because really ultimately we're here to serve, right? Just as a nurse, as just people and just especially in our community. I think that is beautiful to see that we're helping each other. So thank you so much, Sarah. Thank you. So I just wanted to say, yeah, like I totally, I agree 100%. I think that that's ultimately why I created the travel nurse course, because I feel like travel nursing can definitely be sugarcoated. When you look at it on social media, it looks like it's all chocolates and roses. And I was one of the people who was like, yeah, this is going to be so easy and so great. And the travel nurse course is just giving you the tools and resources you need to jump into travel nursing and truly be happy. Because unfortunately, many nurses jump into it and they end up disappointed, unhappy, bamboozled, rookie mistakes, whatever, whatever. And then they quit because they're like, no, this is not what I expected. It's the worst career ever. But no, you can definitely jump into travel nursing and be happy and have a good time and thrive in the industry and maximize your income and work less and travel more. You can do all of that. You just have to know how to do it. And that's what the course is all about. So thank you so much for bringing me on your platform and allowing me to share everything. And it was so great. I appreciate it. Of course. And just any nurses, even if you feeling like you burnt out, maybe traveling is the thing that can get you back on the path to loving nursing because that's why you started. So consider it, even if you haven't considered it, if you're feeling like a little bit, especially during this shift that we're having right now, I feel like travel nursing is a perfect option for people who are trying to figure out what their next steps are. So again, the link will be in the show notes. And thank you so much, Sarah, for all the gems that you've shared with us. Appreciate you. Thank you so much. And if you guys want to follow me on Instagram for travel nurse tips and inspiration, it's at Sarah underscore Gaines. And for more info about the travel nurse course, you can head to sarahgaines.com. Awesome. Thanks. You guys, Sarah is the truth. I knew it from the moment that I saw her. She's an excellent nurse and she has excellent resources for travel nurses. So if you're interested in traveling or if you even travel and want to do better at negotiating your contract or want a community of supportive travel nurses, make sure you check out the six figure travel nurse course. Lesson number one. Many of us are in financial space where we are at the mercy of our jobs and can't speak up or in this case, do what's right for us in fear of rocking the boat. Like most nurses, financially, I couldn't do that. Especially after my, you know, my dad being head of the household recently passing away, I was helping, you know, my family financially. I couldn't do it, so I was stuck. So what did I do? I sucked it up. Lesson number two. When considering travel assignments. It's really important that you make sure you're always crunching the numbers, seeing what your net income after taxes is, and you're comparing apples to apples. Lesson number three. If you're thinking about traveling and are wondering if you should invest in a course, here's why you should. I'm an expert in the industry who has the knowledge and the insight to show you the best and most effective way to negotiate so that you actually get what you want. And you also get access to a private and supportive community of all the other nurses who are enrolled. So you're able to take the leap together and it's not a scary, overwhelming or stressful thing. You've been listening to Nurses on Fire. If you want to learn more about me or my guests, 
check out our show notes page. If you found value, please support our show by supporting our sponsors and affiliate also listed in the show notes. If you like what you're hearing, we'd love for you to give us a five-star rating and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Google, or whatever podcast app you're using to stream this show. You guys, tell all the nurses in your life to subscribe. (laughs) And if you know a nurse with a compelling money story and would like me to feature them, shoot me an email at nasima at financiallyintentional.com. All right, y'all. Much love and keep them fires blazing. Thank you for listening to my mommy's podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. Bye-bye.